Hey, my name is Melissa Bedeen, and I'm obsessed with personal development, body, mind, and soul health, as well as all things business marketing that can help you to navigate all things mystical and messy in this journey called life. See, I am a coffee-addicted mother of two who married my grade 9 boyfriend, and I started my company at the age of 17 with just a $200 Costco massage table and a goal of becoming a healer in mind. Now let's fast track a decade and a half forward as I've pivoted and grown myself from being a brick-and-mortar business as an international healer and psychic medium that loves to use my gifts to help align others on their path. See, I found myself naturally pivoting towards becoming a coach as I've made it my mission to possibly impact the lives of others. But will we shy away from the real chats here? No way. See, I firmly believe that we're all intuitive, but again, the true gift actually comes from listening to this internal knowingness. But since all of our arenas of life may look at a little bit different, I hope to shed some insights on how this can benefit you both personally and professionally. See, I believe we have a mission. No, more of a calling inside of us, but it's up to us whether we choose to use this to benefit not only us, but others as well. As I teach you the tested and true ways to align yourself today, I am inviting you into this time as a friend, having a coffee, chat with the goal of a girl trying to give you some form of mind mapping to skip through the messy and tapping into your own magical. Now I want you to know that you are welcome to the Mom Gun Media and I'm grateful you're here. Hello, everyone. So it is Melissa Bedeen here with the Mom Bun Media Podcast, and I am so excited because I have Paul Fishman here. He is a self-love coach, a business mentor, and a you-do-you activist. He's bridging the gap between self-love and business with his unique approach to thought leadership. Paul's core belief is that the most successful people are those that root themselves in self-love. So welcome, Paul. Thank you so much. I'm so honored to be here. I love your energy. And so I'm so honored to have you. I noticed you when we were connecting in one of our groups and coaching and you show up authentically in everything that you do. And I just wanted to say that probably is like the most beautiful thing I've ever seen because it was just like all glory, all you. And I, I really admire that. So I just wanted to high five you and say, welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Authenticity is really, really important to me. I, uh, I mean, the core of self-love in itself is like showing up as you unapologetically, and that is authentic. So this conversation that people aren't showing up off authentically, it's like, well, what are, how are you showing up and how does that feel? Right. And so I would love to hear what drew you to showing up authentically and becoming the self-love guru as you are, like coaching people through that, because it had to stem from some part within you where you didn't feel that in alignment and then finding your own healing journey. And I'd love to hear that. All right. Well, how long do you have? <laughs> <laughs> For you, you got the mic. You got the mic. I have, um, I've got the, the abridged version for you. So uh, for the first 25 years of my life, and I'm 35 now, so for the first 25 years of my life, I was basically like the epitome of a people pleaser. You know, you could go in the dictionary and look at the word people pleaser, and there's a cute little sketch drawing of me looking all cute. And the definition of a people pleaser is someone who puts everyone else first. Everyone else's beliefs, desires, needs, wants, you name it that came first for me. I was secondary. And for me, it just boiled down into waking up every day, not excited. I'm like, 
what is the point of the, you know, that, that question, like, what is this life? Like, what is the point of all of this? Like, why am I doing this? Right. And I had a lot of those mornings, you know, I, on paper, I had the great relationship. I had the great job. I lived in New York city. Like I had made it. And inside I was just like, this royally sucks. It was, it was not fun. Because every person that I would go and I'd be like, I'm doing this and this and this. And they'd be like, that's great. And be like, don't you, aren't you more excited for me? Like, I remember, and a lot of us, like the stems or I, I don't want to generalize, but for me personally, it stemmed from a lot of the expectation that my parents placed on me. And then that just rolled into what my teachers at school placed on me, my peers, friends, family. And one day I just cracked. I was like, I can't do this anymore. And I didn't know what I was doing. All I knew is like, I, so I left the relationship, which on paper was great, but underneath that cute paper was like emotionally abusive tendencies, you know, binge eating out of misery, like not sleeping in the same bed. Like there was, there was so much sadness. We put on that front when we went out into public. And so I left that relationship and the job that I was working at just kind of disappeared and a new job, the job that I thought I was walking at my door, you know, Matt kind of vibing in this, oh my gosh, I got to do something bigger and better. Meanwhile, inside I'm still like, oh, there's something missing. There's something missing. Why don't I feel good about what I'm doing? Why don't I feel good about all these accomplishments? You know, I would, I would spark it up and I would have like mini wins. Like I was on a weight loss journey at that time and I'd lost 70 pounds and I was like, go me. Why am I still so sad? You know? <laughs> and um, because no, the, the validation that we get from others doesn't even hold a candle to the validation we can get from ourselves. And this is, the piece of the puzzle that we all forget. Even I forget sometimes. It's like, why are you doing this? If, you're, if you aren't aligned in any of this, and this is really, really important for moms to hear. It's like, if you aren't aligned, if there's no, nothing you're doing for yourself in the, in the day, you gotta, you gotta check yourself before you wreck yourself. Because I have lots of mom clients who come to me being like, Please excuse my language, but I hate my kids. My partner drives me crazy. Uh, the only way I can relax is with a bottle and a half of wine. And I'm miserable. And I feel horrible for feeling this way. And I sit, sit them down and I'm like, this is not your fault. It's not all your fault. You are not wrong for feeling this way. We have been conditioned as a society to think that by sacrificing ourselves for others, we will end up being happy, right? This, this even challenges like why we do the things we do. So, you know, in a nutshell, what blossomed from 10 years ago, me saying, I'm sick and tired of living for anyone but myself has been the most growth, the most learnings, the most success, the most pain, the most sacrifice, compromise, you name it has all been piled up into me saying bye to all the other outs external nonsense 
and saying yes to me. And a lot of people are like, well, I don't know what that even means. I don't even know what that looks like. Well, that's why no one does it because it doesn't feel safe because there's, there's safety in staying the same. There's safety in hating your kids and your partner and drinking a bottle of wine a night to go to sleep because you've done it before. It takes the real courageous human to say, I want to do something different. I don't know what that looks like, but I got to do it. So that's, that's along the journey of like falling in different careers, moving from New York City back in with my parents at 29, work, going to work for the family business, like clearly realizing that that's not for me, then finding a career in fitness. I was a personal trainer, nutrition coach, Pilates instructor, spin instructor for nearly five years. And once again, at the end of that, I was like, okay, I know why I started this, but I'm not feeling it anymore. And I think that it's really interesting to acknowledge that, especially in the States, or this might, uh, that we're conditioned that you go to school, you have to know what you want to do at 16, 17, maybe 18 years of age. Then you go to college to do that thing. And then you leave college with this degree and probably a boatload of student debt. And you have to make a life out of something that you didn't even know if you wanted to do. You just did it because, oh, I can make money being a lawyer or a doctor. Or, oh, you know, my parents will be proud of me if I do this. And a lot of us wake up in our late 20s, early 30s, 40s, 50s being like, what the F have I done? And what am I, what am I going to do about it? Because you're the only one that can change you. And that was the real awakening for me. I, I woke up from this recurring nightmare of me being on the spin bike, tearing my ACL, falling off, being like, I can't work anymore. And wait, I would wake up so excited. You know, I can't do this anymore. And it was just like, my life kept on repeating the cycle over and over and over again. You know, a little glimmer of hope, then you fall back into the old patterns. Little glimmer of hope, fall back in. So what I realized while I was sitting on the floor of a personal training client's home, where she was said to me, I quote, Paul, I just need to lose three more pounds and then the man that I'm dating will finally love me and want to make it official. Three more pounds. Now, if you're listening to this and you're just like, I got to turn this off. I can't listen to it anymore. Like notice the resistance to acknowledging that you and yourself have had those stories. You just have to do this one thing and then everything's going to work out. Unfortunately, it's not that simple. If it were that simple, we'd have a lot happier people or and we'd have i'd be out of the job <laughs> and and you know we'd be better off for it so she said this to me and i realized in that split second my entire life flashed in front of my eyes and i said wow not only me but all of my training clients everyone was doing it for other people's validation external validation and that in itself is the problem because we matter most, you matter most, you as an individual. Self-love is the devotion to your individuality, who you are as an individual. So if you're looking around trying to please everyone, your kids, your spouse, your family, your mom, your dad, your boss, where are you in all of that? 
And that's, that's it. So it's become my mission to continuously ask myself this question, where am I in all of this? And if I lose myself, that's on me. I don't get to blame anyone else for that. Because you listening to this right now, you, Melissa, you know who you are. And you might be resistant to it right now, but you know it so deeply. And you're craving to be that unapologetic representation of yourself so deeply to the point that you will sabotage your relationship with your kids. You will sabotage your relationship with your boss. You will mess up your relationship with your partner because it's easier to stay in that story than to actually step out and be like, you know what, I'm going to change some stuff. Period. Honestly, everything you just said, it's, it's such a transition from your journey from where you started and the ideas of, of like what society puts on us to having that internal relationship struggle where externally it looks perfect. So many people can relate to that. And then tying it into pivoting your career multiple times, which a lot of people don't give themselves permission to do that. And then they stay unhappy in a career, which is just mind blowing to me because I read a study years ago that said the average human, human, I'm saying human, changes their career three times in their lifetime. But some people just are so resistant to change that they'll stay unhappy for a lifetime in a career because it's maybe corporate or maybe they have good benefits and they just believe it's safe. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's important to hear everything that you just said, even, and I'm a mom and I'm putting my hand up, we're all like Hunger Games mom salute people where I'm like, I see your struggle, I see your pain, and I get it. And so like, I even tell my husband sometimes, I'm like, you know, I love you guys, but like, I need you to get out of my face. And he's like, like, what do you mean? I'm like, like, I need to go away from you or you need to leave me alone for a bit. And he's like, what? And I'll just say it's to reflect and to actually have some time to be with myself, to find myself again. And we do that for each other. Like he's, he's avid into sports, but for me, it's like meditation, a bath, and like just reading a good book without somebody coming up with sticky fingers on my face looking for more. So I hear what you're saying and I can relate with all of it. And I'm so sure that our listeners are going to understand that as well. And so I'm really grateful that you're sharing that vulnerability because so often people hold back and that resistance continues to build further. Now, looking at everything that you've done, I've noticed you've done a couple things in regards to like self-love on physical manifestation to even like spiritual manifestation. And I'm an avid person that looks at like the body, mind, soul. Like we look emotionally, mentally, physically, and spiritually. And I've noticed you have a theme in your stuff as well. But like, can you tell me a bit about what that looks like for you? Because everybody's got a different idea on it. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting journey, the connection between our mind, our body, and our spirit. You know, they're all separate entities, but they all play a, a role together. Like it's all like this machine, like each piece is a gear to make us function as humans. And a lot of us are in denial of this fact. It's a fact. You know, we, there, there's, no, there's no negotiating around this, that it's a fact that if your spirit is, is leaky or needs some oil, that your body and mind are not going to be right and you can replace any piece of the puzzle in that way. And, you know, my social media presence, my podcast, my journey is all very, very much focused deeply on sharing every piece of that struggle. Because if I were stand to sit up here and be like, I've figured out self-love, I wake up, I love myself every single day. Not only would I be like a liar, but I'd be a fool because self-love isn't finite. 
It's not fine. We're not going to wake up one day and be like, I love myself, right? That it's not, it's, you can compare it to going to the gym. You can't go to the gym one day, finally get the six pack that's going to make you happy and then not be happy because you haven't done the internal work and, and say, I'm going to, this six pack is here forever, right? You have to keep on going. You have to keep flexing those muscles. And it's the same with self-love. It's the same with authenticity, with vulnerability. It's the same with anything that is of true value and worth in our life. It's not going to be easy. And this is the biggest issue that we hit a wall with in today's technology-driven era. You cannot order self-love on Amazon Prime. It's not a thing. You cannot place an order and two days later, love yourself. I have clients who are part of my first beta group who still message me and be like, I went back and I had to do that work again. I'm still using these techniques. Wow, you weren't lying when you said that three months wasn't going to solve the problems. It was just the beginning. And of course, I didn't say it like that. But so ultimately, in this journey, it's, there's five pieces. And these are the five pillars of my programming. And these are the five pillars that I believe are on the journey to self-love. Now, I call this the self-love success path. And the, the thing to understand is that this self-love success path isn't a straight line. It's actually a heart shape. And that means that the start, it starts where it ends. There's, there's no time where you're just going to be like, what's like, I have got it. So we start with self-discovery. Okay. And self-discovery is really important because just as you were talking about, you know, discovering how your body, mind, and spirit connect to each other. Everyone's different. This is the other hard thing that we run into. We turn into compare-dashians. We got to compare ourselves to all the other people. And that's not the case. Self-love is the devotion to your individuality, who you are as an individual. You, the one listening to this, you, Melissa, you were put on this planet for a very specific reason. You were given the gifts that you have for a very specific reason. If you are not acknowledging your gifts, if you're not using them, even if it's like the simplest thing where like you are a beautiful singer and you're just like, well, I can't be the next pop star. So I'm not even going to do it. Well, why aren't you singing to your kids? Or why aren't you just singing in the shower? Right? Why aren't you using those gifts? Those gifts, if anything, are meant to just heal you. So you were put on the planet to be this human this gift given person being. And why aren't you using those gifts? That is going to continue to show up. You're gonna get kicked in the butt until you admit that your gifts are yours and you gotta use them. So the ne- that's self-discovery, it's discovering what are those gifts. And this is always like where I get the most resistance from my clients are like, couldn't we have done something a little easier first? And I'm like, no, no, none of it is easier right? The easy part was saying yes and paying me. The hard part is everything else. And most people are like, well, why would you say that as a coach? Why would you tell people that the work you're going to do is hard? I'm like, uh, a, like, if you think that self-love is easy, then why don't you already have it? Like, why are you hiring a coach to support you doing this? And B, if it were easy, it wouldn't be any fun. And it wouldn't be something that you could really hold on to. So self-discovery, then we step into self-awareness. Now, self-awareness is really powerful because 
Once you discover who you are, it's easy to ignore that person. And I challenge the person to be like, yo, what's going down? Why are you aware of who you are meant to be and you're still ignoring them? Are you aware of that nonsense? And they're just like, Paul, can I have my money back? I'm over you. And normally they don't do that. They just like disappear, <laughs> you know? So, and then the next step is self-acceptance. Accepting who you are as an individual. Like I am here and I am clearly me and I accept that person because you're the only person who's actually needs to accept you. Everyone else, I don't give a care if they accept me, you know? And you can take it from me, I'm, I'm doing something right because people accept me all day long. And I work through that self-love and all the, the jazz. Next step is self-expression, expressing who you are, why you are this person, not only to yourself and what you desire, but to everyone around you. Because the people, a lot of my clients come to me and they say, Paul, I'm so terrified to do this work because what if my husband leaves me? I've tried to do this stuff before and they say self-love is selfish. Or what if I do this and my parents are mad or my best friend, you know, my best friend has a lot of problems with self-love. What if like I start loving myself and she doesn't want to be around me anymore? Okay, what if, right? Why is that such an issue? Once again, why are you so worried about what other people are going to witness in you? I have this one client who she, come, she came to me and uh, she was like, I want to do this work. And I, because I see myself modeling how I'm feeling to my parent, my children. And I see them doing the things that I'm doing, looking in the mirror, pinching my stomach, rolling my eyes, being grossed out. And they're doing these things like, and I'm conditioning them to not love themselves. So I want to do this work for them. And I said, okay, great. I'm so thrilled that you have that catalyst that motivated you to get, off the phone, get on the phone with me. Here's the deal. That's not acceptable for me. And she was like, what? And I was like, you're not doing this for anyone but yourself. That's the thing that you have to get into your head first. Because if you can't love yourself, how the heck are you gonna love somebody else? Can I get an amen, RuPaul? Yes, you can. I amen. love that. Amen. Okay, so how do you find your pillars, like going through them? Mm -hmm. By the way, was that all of your pillars? No, the, the final one is self-love. And, uh, and that's just where we get to it. And just, just to, to summarize it all up, the, the last piece, you know, in the heart-shaped moment, self-love is right up at the tip of self-discovery. And um, you and I, before we were... Uh, we, before we pressed record, we were talking about what's going on in my life right now. And I found myself back at the self-discovery stage. So that's the thing. These five pillars that are built into my course, the self-love success path, you can use them over and over and over and over and over again, because you will be hitting them over and over and over and over and over again. Once you step into self-love, you're like, oh, great. Okay. I love myself when I'm at home. We got to go through this again to see where I'm at with my work or where I'm at when I'm out with friends, because each different piece plays an integral role in you as the individual. So those are the, so that is the journey of the self-love success path and why, you know, signing up once is a lifetime commitment. And people will message me and be like, I just did self-discovery for the fifth time. 
And I'm like, great. And like, I keep on learning new things about myself. And I'm like, this is so cool. I'm so excited for you. I love that because it is true. So many times we'll pivot and change in our personalities, our wants, likes, and needs will pivot. And so it's important to go back into why we pivoted because like all the things you're discussing, it actually reminds me, I don't know if you've ever, ever read books on grief, but um, I've gone through a grief journey and in that, and I'm not making this about me, just so everybody listening knows, but there's stages and there's five common ones, but the first one is denial. So people are in denial of like who they are as you're talking about that self-discovery. The next one goes into like anger and sadness where they're blaming you like, Paul, is this too hard? I don't want to do it. Hmm. And then you go into that bargaining, which is the, well, if I did this, maybe this, and you play back and forth instead of actually reflecting on yourself and what the reality is. And then the last one is acceptance. But on my grief journey, I added the sixth one. And that's actually, what is your soul's lesson? Like, what is the lesson in this experience for you to move forward to help remove it from be, becoming like that reoccurring pattern? And so everything you described in, you know, your self-love discovery and growth, it's something that I use in mine for grief and helping, you know, grow from that. And so I think it's important to understand that, yeah, it will pivot and it will change and it can get ugly, but at the end of it, it's so beautiful and so worth it to do the work. So that's amazing that you offer this for your clients. And as you were talking about your self-discovery and finding what that looks like for you, I would love to hear a bit more about you now on your discovery journey and what that looks like. Yeah. So, um, you know, if you're listening to this and you are some sort of digital entrepreneur or you show up and you, you operate as a personal brand, just as much as I love showing up and being like, Hey guys, today I looked in the mirror and I was like, Oh no, that is not a cute look. I'm working through some stuff today on my body acceptance. It can get exhausting. And we also, you know, Melissa and I met in um, a digital course uh, and it can also, there's all these expectations of what it's supposed to look like, right? And, and of course we idolize these people who have done it, you know, and, and they have their own stuff that they're working through as well that unfortunately we don't get to be privy to, which I think is a missing piece of the business. It's like, can you humanize yourself a little bit? And that's what I'm really great at is humanizing myself. Um, and it just all started feeling like, okay, I got to have the six figure launch. I got to have the team. I got to do this passive offer that passive offer, this high ticket mastermind and nothing was working. Melissa, nothing was working. Like it didn't feel good in my body. I wasn't excited. I was doing it because I had to, not because I wanted to, not because I get to, not because I've built this business for the past three years off of authentically being myself, doing what me first and serving the rest later. And I don't even like the word service. I like the word showing up in contribution because I am not serving you. No, I'm contributing to your life. Right? So, it was all very interesting because I was living through this manifestation. Like I'd set a very powerful manifestation in motion for a multiple six figure launch of a program that was supposed to launch on Monday. So in a few, in, in less than a week. And I got every, I started the runway. I was doing everything, mapped everything out. It was the most structured I'd ever been. And the, the crux of my business and my journey is that self-love, confidence, these things that I teach humans to, to live in, very intangible, right? It's, it's 
it's a lot more challenging for someone like me to sell a course than a Tony Robbins or, you know, Jenna Kutcher, right? Because I'm not teaching you how to build a business. I'm teaching you how to accept yourself and love yourself. And people don't understand how valuable that is because we've been conditioned to believe that it's not valuable at all. And I didn't know this getting into this, that this was going to be the hardest thing ever to do. It didn't, it never, it hasn't felt hard until wanting to scale. It, and there was all, also, this is the cycle that I've been in. So just about a year ago, actually, to the date, I was getting ready to launch a membership where it was like, you get a, a monthly Zoom call with me, you get access to my self-love success path, you get access to a private community off of the off of social media. I built this out with like a new um, structure, mantra, all these things every month. And I was like, this is gonna, this is it. I spent so much time creating videos, all these things. Eight people signed up. Eight people signed up. I had spent my last dollar on all of this launch, all these things. Eight people signed up and within a week, three of them had canceled. After three months, everyone had canceled. And I was like, okay. And, I, and as I'm saying this to you, I'm in that cycle again. I was just about to do the thing because that's how you're supposed to do it. Silencing the things that I love so much about myself and love doing because, you know, I want to make multiple six figures in one go and then take the rest of the year off, right? So here I was. And I was on the phone with my business mentor and spiritual guide. And I said, I want to make $300,000 this launch. He said, okay, why? And I said, well, that money will change my life. And he said, okay, so let's, let's get this manifestation going. We do the manifestation. He says afterwards, he says, this isn't going to look the way you think it is. And also, Never let money change your life. It's not going to change your life. It's just going to give you different opportunities. And I was like, could you stop being so right? You know, that's what a lot of people say to me. Like probably some of you are listening to this being like, can you stop directly speaking to me? I feel like brutally attacked by your words right now, Paul. And, um, and so I was like, okay, great. You know, I I'm going to do the thing. And then, you know, my, um, I have a, a, a low ticket paid challenge that I offered and 15 people signed up. And I was like, how am I going to convert 15 people to multiple six figures? <laughs> this isn't going to happen. And I started feeling like really down on myself and like started beating myself up. And this was like a few days after this manifestation where we manifested on my next launch. $300,000 or more. I, I mean, I'm, I personally like I'm a real deep believer in like these kind of sacred ceremonies and like the number doesn't matter. And it's just, you know, an added little like spark of drama for you to be like, he thinks that he could do that in one sitting go teaching about love themselves. I, you know, and this is just like, like you noticing what's coming up for you around this idea of making money or being happy or safe or taken care of. You know, if you're listening to this and you're, you're triggered around the idea of someone making that much money. Like witness your money stories taking over your ability to receive the true message, which is that even if you think you want something, if you aren't ready to receive it or the universe is just like, that's not your course, it's not gonna happen. 
The former is the most important if you aren't ready for it. If you aren't ready to love yourself, you're not going to be able to. So anyway, you know, I'm, I'm very, I have these, I love to tell stories. I'm very like verbose with my stories. So thank you for, for waiting. I'm, I'm finally at the point <laughs> to share with you where I am right now. So the final piece is I have uh, a podcast called The Road to Self-Love. And I have um, a great podcast manager. She does everything, does everything. And on Friday, she decided to quit and not give me any notice, zero notice, just bye. And I was, and so I started scrambling and I was like, oh my gosh, I've edited this podcast where there are four people on the show. Like, I don't want to do this. This is on my not to do list. Like I do not, I like recording the show. That's it. Like all the other stuff, not for me. I did it for far too long. I'm at the place where I can hire someone to do it. So she left and I was like, okay, universe, I get it. I, and it was like, all these downloads came to me and I was like, oh, this is why this is happening because I'm doing this for the wrong reasons. I'm doing this because this is what I'm supposed to do. This is the journey of a coach. You know, you spend a year or two, you hit the six figures mark, like doing mini launches and then you just do the big one. You spend all the money on ads. I was getting ready to pull the trigger on like a $4,000 Facebook ads campaign to something that I wasn't excited about. And then she left and it was just like, stop, patience, pause. This isn't, this isn't what is meant to happen right now, Paul. So within a 48 hour period, I just was like, I'm gonna stop everything. I made an announcement on Instagram. I said, I'm stepping away. This is because of my self-love journey. I have to sit, put myself first or I'm not gonna be able to show up the way that I want to for all of you. I just didn't release another podcast and I deleted Instagram, Facebook, all the social medias off my phone. I still have to use Facebook because of one of my, um, my groups of clients I'm currently supporting. And this is where I am right now. It's three days in and I'm allowing the journey to unfold, the messaging to unfold without the distraction. I also have a lot of extra time on my hands. <laughs> oh my goodness. But how relatable is that though for everybody listening where we just get overwhelmed by society and then burn out. And a lot of times you can see it coming and luckily you caught it before it became a physical ailment from being disconnected to yourself spiritually, emotionally, and mentally, as we had discussed. Yeah. And it's interesting because I, I, I'm the most spiritually connected to myself right now. So you know, with the meditation and the, the spending time in nature and all of these things that I think we're really craving as community. Like, I just want to like up and leave and go somewhere and be alone in nature. And this is really challenging for a lot of people to accept because who wants that in a, an age of technology? Who, who wants to go somewhere where you can't have Postmates delivered or you can't act, order something and have it sent the next day? Like who wants to experience life like that, right? This girl. I, this girl, back to all these girls, everyone listening, we all want that yeah. because eventually we hit a wall, right? It's like, why am I really doing this? Why? 
Well, and that's just it. Like you talked about New York and then you talked about your transitions and the pivots and everything. And it's almost like we were living what we thought we needed to in order to become that happy life. And so for me, I can understand and relate all of that from moving to, from like a small town. And I was like, I'm never moving back to a small town. We moved to a bigger city. We live there and I was like, yeah, people aren't as connected here. It's just so hustle and bustle and everybody for themselves. And so we actually just last year moved to a small rural community, as you had said, to connect back with nature. I love trees and I felt like we had our yard where it was like a, I kind of called it, we were a goldfish where basically you're looking in and everybody can see your whole life all the way. And people were spying on each other. I'd get a, a neighbor messaging me and it would just be this thing where I'm like, yeah, I need to be alone. Like I need to be alone with me and figure out what's important again and, and remove that stigma of like what I thought success looked like to what it actually needs to feel like. And so for those of you listening, this is Paul and my journey, but like, it's important for you to understand your journey might look different. And so how he coaches is different from how I coach, but the principles actually sound a lot of the same. Like you have your core beliefs. I have my core beliefs and I teach people, like I call myself an intuitive alignment coach. You are a self-love coach, but my idea is to empower people to reconnect themselves. So they have the confidence in having that validation for themselves instead of searching externally. Your sounds very similar. It's different wording. And like, I use words that might be too woo-woo for others where your self-love journey might fit more for them. So I encourage everybody to hear the verbiage and understand that there's a piece in there that might hold more for them. But your journey is something that I really treasure because it's holding a perspective of really taking out what society is telling us success looks like and what it should look like and the launching and, and all of that to really finding something that's going to fulfill you long-term so you can stay in alignment for your goals, which is beautiful. And I love that you have a coach that's guiding you. I love that you're the most spiritual you've ever been. And I love that you're taking this and sharing it with everybody because so often people only want to portray what they think is going to get them the long-term success or what is going to deem them to be the fulfilling prophecy of what it should look like. But in turn, we can feel when it's real. We can feel what holds true. And I'm really grateful you're here doing this for everybody here, because a lot of times they'll beat themselves up for not having what other people do and get in that. What did you call it? Compare-dashian? Yeah. That's it the best. So I just, I'm going to probably steal that. I'm just letting you know, but the Compare-dashian where we do, we compare ourselves to what success needs to look like. And so thank you. Now, I would love to see what your goals are moving forward. Like what people can expect to see you kind of work through and where your, your anticipation is currently going. And by all means, maybe you pivot from this podcast, but I just want to celebrate what's happening. Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, when it comes to what I'm experiencing right now, uh, my downfall is expectations on myself. My downfall is the unwillingness to compromise. I am very rigid and I feel as though my inability to acknowledge that in my rigidity, I'm very rigid around the idea of not having structure, which sounds like counter counterintuitive, but it makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, I've, I've never been the person who wants to just sit down and make like a 30 day content calendar plan. I mean, I've never been that type of person and I found myself like when I would sit down, uh, you know, of course, like the universe sends me to people. My dad says that my superpower is that people like me and want to help me. Right. So my, um, this girl messages me and she's like, Hey, I'm a social media manager. I'm obsessed with your brand. I want to work for you for free. 
and in exchange for like just a little bit of support from you. And I was like, oh, okay. And like, I'm on these calls with her and she's like, okay, I need the passwords. I need this, I need that. And I'm just like, no, no, that would be too easy. So I'm working through my resistance around this kind of stuff. Um, and my goal is just to, there's a piece of my, myself that shows up very powerfully on podcasts that doesn't show up anywhere else in my business. And this is something that I've kind of been in denial about. I'm like, why is it that I can't sign a, a client for the life of me? I'm being dramatic. I can, but <laughs> why is it that showing up on Instagram and, and being like, work with me, come apply to my program, do this. I'm, it can be a struggle, but I can go be on someone's podcast and sign like 20 clients. What is that divide? What am I, how am I showing up differently? Why don't I feel safe showing up when it's my own platform, but I feel safe when it's other people's platform? These things that I'm saying, right? Just like you said, he's using the same terminal, the same ideas as me, but just different terminology, different ways of saying it. So why is it that I'm unable to connect the dots between showing up on someone's podcast and overnight just like filling up and selling out my roster and then being on Instagram day in, day out, like getting DMs, being like, I'm so miserable. Hey, did you know that I help people with this? Silence, right? It's just, so it's just like, it was a massive energy suck for me, you know, because the, the, the social media crew and the, you know, there's different demographics for each social media. Um, Instagram, they're the scrollers, not really the most into buying. Facebook, they will say, have a debate. They're more interested. They're a, a warmer audience when it comes to being willing to pay things. And then, you know, podcasts are people who are like, want to spend the time to learn. So, and for me, my podcast has been the most successful thing I've ever done when it comes to just people consuming it and then getting messages being like, Hey, your podcast, I binged the, all 60 episodes and changed my life. And, and, uh, I'm just taking a step away from all of that to find myself again, like find my why. And people know how to find me. Right. So it's just like, if you're like, Oh no, Paul's taking a break. No, no. Like, if you are just like, I need to do this work, I need you to come and do this work with me because you have something that I get to learn from you. Mm -hmm. This is coaching isn't a one way street. I learned so much about myself by supporting other people. I don't, if I wasn't in this work and I wasn't teaching people about, I have three clients in a mastermind that's heart centered about building business. And if I wasn't working with them directly on how to build their business and hearing the words coming out of, come out of my mouth, and I'm just like, well, why don't you do that, Paul? And feeling like a little bit of a, don't, doesn't practice what they preach, which I think is like the coach's MO as well. Cause it's like, I'm the expert, so I don't have to do it, you know? Um, so it, it's been a journey and I don't really have any goals other than to reconnect to myself. I know when I come out on the other side, like, there will be something and it will be exciting and it will resonate because my stuff just wasn't resonating for some reason. I wasn't feeling connected and embodied. And that's just, that's because like looking back, I started this business out of necessity. I started this business because I could not teach another spin class. I was wired and tired. 
drained, adrenal fatigue up the wazoo. I was teaching 11 spin classes a week on top of trying training clients in seven Pilates classes. And I was like, I can't do this. And I was given the gift of this aha moment around self-love and started just telling my story. And then people were like, I want, I resonate so much with you. I want to learn how you got happy. Mm-hmm. And my first clients, we were just on the phone, one-on-one talking. It was, and if you're listening to this and you're like, I want to, I want to do that. I want to start my business. Like you have your business within you already. Your business is your story. Right. And, the, and, and, People just want to know, like, just as much as we're trying to hide ourselves to be more like everyone else, people just want to know the real you. Your kids want to know the real you. Your partner wants to know the real you, right? That's why so many relationships end because you're unwilling to just say, hey, this is what I really want. Instead of being like, I wonder what they want. I'm going to try my hardest to do that. No, you know, because then you start building up resentment. And then because you're not loving yourself and and then you get to blame the other person for it. And that's not true. Like the only one to blame for not speaking up for what you truly want is you. That's like tough pill to swallow. It is not your partner's fault that you aren't asking them to watch the kids one night a week so you can go out with your girlfriends. It's not your husband's fault. Your husband probably doesn't even know that you want that because you're keeping it so safe and inside of you. Isn't that the truth though? Like I actually talk to my clients and I'm like, you actually have to verbalize things in a way as if they were like very mentally slow. And so they can actually fully hear you sometimes to just say, I like, okay. So my husband and I have been together for 18 years. We've been together since we were 14 and 15. And we believe every five years, it's nice to have well, we call a mediator, which is actually like a counselor or somebody who's unbiased, doesn't know us. And we just go and we spew out whatever's kind of coming up or if there's like a struggle that comes in. And the one thing is, is a lot of times people forget to use the I feel language. And this is a tip that we learned in all this. And I recommend everybody do this, by the way, because it is actually really great. We learned like the Gary Chapman five love languages, the five apology languages, but the I feel language isn't used enough where it's like, I feel like when you go and do all of your things and I'm left at home with all the responsibilities of housekeeping, running my business, raising our kids. And then with COVID, I ended up like crisis schooling, homeschooling, by the way, I'm not great at that. Like I know where I'm good and where I'm not. I was like, I feel like you don't see it from my side. And I feel like I'm going to mentally kaboom. So (laughs) what gives? And he's like, I had no idea. And so break it down, break it down in a way that people can understand where you're coming from and why without holding in that energy, getting more resentful and then letting that deteriorate an actually healthy relationship. And so what you're saying is so true because sometimes we're not even true with ourselves. And so doing the, I feel even with yourself, like, okay, I feel like I need a break, but then why? Like, why do you need a break? What is, what is the trigger that's rooting you into that? And so I hear what you're saying and it's so crucial and I'm so proud that you're showing up and you're doing the work and you're just allowing yourself to be and see where it takes you and, and grow from that. And so I thank you for sharing that because a lot of times people don't like, especially coming onto a show, they want to show their best self. And the idea is this is the best self because this is the true you. This is something I'm gloriously high-fiving you over here because I get to see you. Um, one thing I feel a lot of people would love to know is looking at self-love and looking at reflection and everything. What are some tips that they could take to implement it today? Like 
like two to three tips that they could use to implement from the brain of Paul with all your glorious knowledge, what that would look like. Yeah. So, um, you know, self-love is some, isn't something we can rush. However, if you are interested in starting on this journey today, uh, there's a few different tools and easy to remember tactics that, um, I love to supply. Uh, the first step, though, before you can do anything is you have to acknowledge that you want to do this work. Even if it's not hiring a coach, acknowledge that you want to do the work for you. Period. Like, if you're unwilling to say, I want to love myself, then this is all going to be a waste of time. So that's the, really the first tip. Look in the mirror and say, I want to love you. A lot of people can't do that. When was the last time you looked in the mirror and actually connected with your eyes? Even when you're getting ready, you know, you might be watching a makeup tutorial, right? You might be listening to a podcast. You might be distracting yourself from the connection with yourself. So the first step is acknowledging that you want to do the work. Everyone can do that today. You can go look in the mirror, acknowledge that it might be hard, acknowledge that you might start crying your freaking eyes out. Lots of people. I want to love you. What does that entail? That means, oh my gosh, I don't love you right now. You're admitting that. But you admit it with compassion. You don't say that. I want to love you fully. Whatever the words come out. So if you want to up-level the communication, because that's, that's all fine and dandy. If you want to up-level communication, something else you can do in the mirror is you can use my, uh, my mirror mantra, which is something that is really potent and powerful. And this uh, acknowledges the journey that you're on. So, and um, if you hear these words and you're like, ooh, that's good, you can go to my website, paulfishman.love forward slash mantra, enter your email and I'll send it right to your inbox so you can print it out, hang it on your mirror. These are the words. I give myself permission to be okay with where I am. I honor the journey and know that I am doing my best. I love and accept you. I love and accept you. I love and accept you. So just say those words, like let them seep in. That, that can be uncomfortable for a lot of us. This is where I am right now. Got to be okay with the journey. Except that I'm doing my best. We say things like doing my best instead of trying because you are doing your best. You're not trying anything. That's a cop out, by the way, when you say, oh, I'm gonna try to do it. Okay, we're giving yourself permission not to do it. So let's just do it. <laughs> I love that because you just called them out with like no resistance for them to even fail before they do it. So that's perfect. Yeah. And then um, the, the final piece is if you find yourself in the resistance, right? Uh, I have the strategy. It's a four-part strategy. You're, you're never going to forget it because it's my name. It's the Paul strategy. And um, it's an acronym. So the first step is you get present with yourself. Okay, P is for present. What am I feeling right now? Acknowledge that. What am I feeling right now? Witness it in your body. Your brain is going to try and keep you safe and ignore your feelings. You get to feel your feelings. Feeling your feelings is not wrong. Whatever the world has told you about it not being cute to cry, it not being okay to show your feelings, it's gotta have that mom strength or whatever, it's, it's all to keep you sad inside so that you 
become a consumer looking for the next pill or the next this or the next that. At me if you if you want to have a debate about that, but it is rooted in truth within me and I don't know why else people would want others to keep their emotions inside than to keep them small. So you got to get present with your emotions. Get present. This is how I'm feeling right now. If you're having a conversation with someone and it's going real wrong real fast, get present with what's happening for you. You know, this, is, this happens with a lot of our keyboard warriors, right? You read something, get triggered. It has nothing to do with anything. You're just like, bah, 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 attack, 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 attack. Get present that you are deciding to attack the other person. This is all the dance that we do. We hook each other. I'm excited for you to release this on, on YouTube so everyone can see all the different things that I'm doing. <laughs> um, and then you get accountable. A, accountable. Hold yourself accountable for what you are doing right here and now. Hold yourself accountable. It is only up to you. It is so much easier and way more fun to point our fingers out at the world and blame everyone else. It also... It's false. So right now, accountability, what can I do to point those fingers back at myself and change? A lot of my clients come to me and they say, Paul, I just, I wish my mom would do this work with you. I wish my best friend would do this work with you. How do I, how do I get them to do it? The only way that you are going to empower others to change is by continuously changing yourself, continuously holding yourself accountable and being present with the work. That's the only way. I have this client who's like one of my star students. She's like, I tell all of my friends, they have to do your program, but none of them are doing it. I was like, that's, that's not on you. She's like, I, I, I'm really hoping that Tina will finally do the work. And I'm like, what part of you can continue doing the work to show her how valuable it is? Instead of just telling her she has to do it. Because that probably in her is making her feel really wrong for being in the process that doesn't feel ready to maybe even admit that she's lacking in self-love or she loves the drama too much, right? A lot of us love the drama of being in the self-sabotage. Oh my gosh, it's the night before a big deadline. I haven't done anything. Oh, this feels so safe. Oh, it feels so safe. I'm torturing myself. I'm going to do it again and again and again, right? So then the next step is unconditional acceptance. You, unconditional acceptance. Unconditionally accept that you are exactly where you are meant to be and you will stay there until you, what? Get present and accountable with what you have to do. Unconditionally accept. And then the next and final piece is love. Throw some love at yourself. Presence, accountability, unconditional acceptance, and love. That's it. You can do that anytime you're feeling mad, sad, alone, helpless unhappy, get present with your feelings, hold yourself accountable, unconditionally accept that there's something you're meant to learn through all this, and then give yourself a big hug through it and just love up on yourself. Okay, first of all, that is like the best that you made an acronym with your name and it is so actually perfect for your whole program. So I'm already stoked to share this episode. And when he's talking about his hand signs, guys, there will be an episode on YouTube one of these days where you can see it. But I'm French, so I do a lot of like hand gestures. So I don't know if you're French, but like, hi <laughs> <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I solid love everything that you've said. Now, I know that you have brought a freebie for those that are listening. And you've described it a little bit as getting a way to kind of give people an idea on their self-love journey. Would you like to tell our listeners about it? Yeah, so um, I've created a quiz. It is a five-question quiz. It'll take you 
90 seconds at most, because remember, we're getting present with how we're feeling, so I want you to intuitively answer the questions. And uh, once you take this quiz, I will be able to tell you with like a 99% accuracy what pillar of self-love work would work best for you. Uh, there are three primary things that I prescribe, either mantras, which we talked about a little bit in depth, meditation, or journaling. These are all pieces of my program. And when you take this quiz, I will tell you what you got to do. And I will also support you with either some journaling prompts, uh, a meditation, which is 10 minutes, it's under 10 minutes, and it's all about reducing anxiety, um, or some, a mantra, thick workbook that you can print out and print all the mantras. So it's just like my little gift to you as uh, for saying, you know what, I need support. And you can just go to paulfishman.love forward slash quiz. It's not .com, it's .love forward slash quiz. I love that that is your website, by the way. It is so perfect for everything that you've got going on. And I want to say thank you for all of the listeners for listening. And please take action and check it out because you got to see his stuff. you got to, you know, go through the work to really understand the value that he's giving you in order to bring in that fulfillment long-term. This is not a short-term game, guys. This is a long-term fulfillment that's going to offer you so much joy. So, Paul, before I let you go, would you like to say anything to our listeners? Yes. Um, no that this message was put in front of you for a reason. A lot of people say that the podcast they've been subscribed to that I've been on just pop up out of nowhere. Your episode just popped up and I was like, okay, universe, gotta listen to it. If that happened to you, if you're listening to this, you're, there's something you were meant to hear. It might not be that, oh, you gotta come work with me. It might be. So just know that this message is for you and you specifically, and, and that you are not alone. You are worth it. You deserve it. And you are not alone. Okay, I can't top that. And I'm not even going to try to. <laughs> because I've definitely got like the Cameron Diaz singing for karaoke, which no one wants. So anywho, I just wanted to say the biggest hugs and thank yous for coming here because your topics and your relevancy and especially with what's going on right now, people are beating themselves up and your messaging is so pure and so on point. And whether you're on social media or not, people will find you. Paul Fishman, guys, please check out his website, join his list, grab those freebies, grab those mantras. I'm definitely printing off your mantra and it's going with me. But I just want to say the biggest thank you for joining us here today, Paul. Thank you for having me. The pleasure's been mine. Hello. Okay, so we vibe with our tribe. And I wanted to let you know that I'm over here doing a special shoulder shimmy celebrating you as an action taker. So I hope you know that I am doing a coffee cheers in your honor for joining us here today. And since we are now gal pals, I would love a small favor from you and would love to have you leave us a review. I don't ask for them to be staged. You can be completely honest. And I would love to get to hear what you enjoyed, what your favorite takeaway was, and maybe just what you would like to know further more on. Because if I don't know it, I'm very honest and I will do my best to bring you some support in there. Thank you again and have a great day.